Welcome, Faith family. Uh, We had another great sermon from Kyle on contentment from Philippians chapter 4. And uh, here's our regular panel discussion to help uh, model for you unpacking a sermon, and we hope this is a blessing to you. Well, we'll start out with uh, our easy softball. I'll go ahead and start with you, Mike. How are you blessed or challenged by the sermon today? Well, I think I told you earlier that, especially at the beginning as he was going through the sermon, I began to do a critique of my professional career, my personal life, and it came up pretty wanting at some times in my life. And so, you know, like I, I think that's good. I think that when I am convicted by what uh, the scripture talks about, that's a good thing. And um, just taking an inventory of where I am now, you know, what is my contentment level? What is it based on? And so those were hard, I don't want to make it sound easy, those were hard questions, but they were good questions that Mike Workman needed to hear today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Daniel? Yes, so, I, I mean, it was both, both encouragement and, and conviction. Encouragement side being just, I'm, and I think it's, it's helpful for all of us as, as believers, like, uh, especially if, if we've been believers longer, like, you, you take a look 10 years ago, and God is really gracious, and there are some things that it's like, okay, I have actually learned something um, that I just, I, I would have been, I think, I think if things have happened in my life this year, uh, circumstantially, but 10 years ago, I, I would have just been so out of sorts and, and so just, just constantly sinning, angry, bitter, resentful that, that it happened, you know, why is this thing happening to me? And, uh, but then the conviction is still there of just like, Man, it's, well, it's exactly what you're saying. There's just so many things that are still found wanting of, like, I, I, I have so much room to improve and uh, uh, in, in being content, like, like Paul was, on both sides of the spectrum. Uh, that, that is just so, exactly. it's so difficult uh, because I, I want to boil it down to, like, some sort of, like, moralistic endeavor that I apply yeah. myself to, and if I can tabulate it and quantify it and qualify it, then, like, all right, now now it's where now I'm where I need to be, mm-hmm. and that's just not how it, learning, learning Christ right. is. So exactly. No, I, I was uh, I was encouraged because real contentment is possible, and that is uh, one of the great. Yes. T- it's, it's commanded, and Paul assures us we can have it. So that's very encouraging when we're going through difficult things. We're still in the middle of the year of our Lord, 2020, and all the memes that go along with <laughs> yeah. 2020s. But we can have contentment, even in a year like 2020, or whatever the Lord has uh, led us through. But I was also challenged because contentment takes work. It's not just some passive thing. Yes, certainly it's something that the Holy Spirit is working within us as believers, but like everything in the Christian life, it still takes work. It takes cooperation with the Holy Spirit. So it it was just convicting to me that like this is something I need to be aware of. I need to be aware of when my heart is discontent sinfully, and uh, be ready to make war uh, uh, in that. And uh, when he talked about, you know, we need to be content when we're low, and that seems like the obvious time that we need to learn contentment. But when things are going good, that's also a diff- uh, difficult time because then we can, uh, rather than becoming content in God, we can become complacent and self-sufficient. Um, and uh, we need to worry about that. So Paul was content in all those circumstances. He could bring glory to God. When things were going well, he could be genuinely grateful, uh, humble to God about that. And when he was going through his many difficulties, he knew that a sovereign God had a purpose in it. Hmm. Well, Daniel, when and where are you most tempted to be discontent? 
So I, I think it's always in the those like more unlikely places of uh, well, and, and Kyle brought this to to attention in the in the sermon consumerism. Like I I heard somebody talk on specifically on consumerism for a long time and, and discussed the idea that uh, consumerism isn't it isn't wanting the the thing that you're about to get <laughs> it is wanting the next thing and that's really that's just really all all that it takes and there that are that dopamine rush that all of us get even people like me who don't like to shop when we get something new yes which yes. quickly fades <laughs> right right and that can, yeah it can be it can be a materialistic thing it could be like scanning through you know news mm-hmm. articles and just I mean we're a lot like our devices control us and and let us know like you could just endlessly scroll the endless scroll and yeah. and that that's that is a a fix as it were um so i i find it uniquely challenging to to really like root root that out because i i so often uh, i'm i can be in a place and i'm like oh okay and you know i i am i, I feel content with the lord i'm thankful for what i have and then i'm <laughs> just so fickle and like 20 minutes later and i like I could just be in a completely different state of mind. I, I felt it uh, when, when we were singing the last two songs of just how uh, awesome and, and almost like unutterably incredible it is that Christ is seated on his throne and that, that is the glory that we're going to. And I, I can absolutely get in my car after this panel and be like, I'm hungry. I, I'm hangry. Yeah, <laughs> and, it, and it just, it's just my heart is just so fickle. Yes. Mike, uh, what are uh, where, when, and where are you most tempted to be discontent? I think all of us can be discontent when things are not going well. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We we know that one. Uh, but what Kyle said, and I'll come back to that one. What Kyle said today is finding contentment also um, in when times are going good. And, and I can remember, uh, you know. A promotion in particular. And I was looking at my promo, uh, my professional life. A promotion I got was at the apex of my career, and um, I can literally remember thinking about three, four days later. So that's it. There mm. was a discontentment in. It, it didn't bring satisfaction, mm. like you kind of would have thought from the other side. So I am guilty of that, and I have to be so. And then I'm also guilty when things aren't going well either. Uh, we've just, Connie and I just went through a period where financially we got slammed. Everything seemed like that could break broke. <laughs> and that's happened twice in our life. Wow. The difference is the first time I was angry and I was bitter. The second time I was concerned, um, but I'm still focusing on the grumbling ser- uh, sermon that he had about, I don't, I don't know, five, five yes. or so weeks ago. And I was like, I am not going to grumble. Mm-hmm. It's his money. It's mm-hmm. his stuff. He provides. And Christ is enough. Yeah, absolutely. So I can, I'm guilty of both. Yeah, I mean, just a bigger picture. There's, I'm tempted to be discontent with my career, uh, such as it is. And this is a big one for guys we know in the Army, of course, from your experience. They can put so much of their identity in the schools they've graduated from, the accomplishments they've had, the commands they've had, the leadership positions, the rank that they've been able to make, and then they get that and they, they find it, it's not content. Or, you know, you can be, you know, if you're finding satisfaction from your job and you don't find ultimate satisfaction, you could constantly be looking for some other job, career field. Now, that doesn't mean that if, you know, you're unhappy or there's a difficult situation, that that 
that doesn't mean that that can't be one of the ways God's causing you to think about, maybe there is something uh, that's a better fit for me. It's just as long as you're not looking for satisfaction uh, in that career, uh, that, you know, not uh, certain, some of the times those negative push uh, stimuli can be a, a good way to, to, for God to move us along, but doesn't necessarily mean we're discontent. And of course, as a, as, a, as a single man, and other people who are single, it's, it's really easy to be discontent with your marital status or people who uh, are married to be discontent with their spouse for various reasons. Um, it's just, uh, we always just have to trust God. Hey, am I doing uh, what the Lord has called me to do? And, uh, and I'm, I'm seeking his will and I'll, I will be content with the status that he's given me and just take advantage, be grateful for uh, the, the, the advantages and the benefits that I have at that stage of life. Mm-hmm. Well, practically, how do we cultivate uh, contentment. Kyle uh, talked about the reasons why we should have contentment and how it's important to not be discontent. What are some practical ways that we can cultivate contentment in our own life? Mike? Well, I like the fact that he said it's not a personality trait. Is mm. it? So yes. we, th- that person doesn't exist. And so we all start, uh, all believers start at the same level. So that's, that's step number one for mm-hmm. me. I got to start at the basic. But beginning to uh, Understand that it's a learned discipline, being able to uh, take pleasure in even in the smallest things that God has provided, the blessings or, or whatever. Uh, it, it's easy to be, uh, maybe, maybe not easy, but I can be really thankful for the big things. Mm-hmm. But have I, did I, did I, am I really truly grateful that I got up today and had breath in my lungs? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I got to start from a basic. This yeah. is me personally. And understand, this is so important. We, uh, Mike Workman says all the time, God's sovereign, God's sovereign. Do I believe that? And this is a perfect point to, do you believe it? Mm-hmm. So when this thing that wasn't in your plan for this week or this month or this year happens, mm-hmm. are you just losing your mind over the thing? Are you wrecked about it? Or do you understand God is sovereign? even in the, the, the details that I don't necessarily like in my life. Exactly. Uh, right. Daniel, how do you cultivate contentment? So uh, I've been helped by just the, the sermon series we've been through. I, th- I think some of the, some contentment can, or discontentment can be a, oh, I want to focus on other things. I want to read about other things. I want to, and, and being able to just really sit in and soak in what's oh. happening in Philippians and uh, what, what we get week in, week out, like that's, all right, uh, that is my priority for the week. How do I live out and have increased joy like, like Paul has it in regardless of circumstance? And I think back just to several uh, Sundays ago, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Um, I, I think that just in the same way that, that Paul shares what his learned secret is, mm. that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There, there is just the, the constant awareness that God is at hand. He's not a God who is far off and far removed. Like he sees, and he sees ahead of time, those things that will, that will just spring up grumbling and complaining or, or could. And but, but he, is, he is at hand. And if I am, so I think just inwardly, if I'm rejoicing always in the Lord, mm. then, then my, my expectation is not that anything happens 
good at all in my life. It's, it's rejoicing of, in, in who God is, which puts into stark contrast how, how really bad off the world is. Mm. And, and, then it, and then it pushes me to then go, well, I'm, I'm rejoicing in the Lord because God is here. Yeah. <laughs> he is present with us. Uh, Christ has gone and, and is seated at the right hand of God, but his, his presence is with us. The spirit is with us. And that, that is what, like, if I'm, if I'm just consciously able to, to meditate on that, to think on that, to pray through that, um, that, that God would make that uh, more, more felt even. Um, God is, he, he created my emotions and though fallen, I'm asking the Lord to redeem everything in my yes. life. And so, Lord, redeem, redeem my just lack of faith that you are really, you are really here. And you, you are guiding and caring for me and my family and, and faith's family every step of the way. Yeah, oh, exactly. Several of the things you said just got my, my mind uh, churning on some things. You talked about uh, early on that kind of reminded me of attention spans and how our <laughs> yeah. short attention spans in some ways are like a sign of our discontentment. We're always looking for new stimulus. We're mm -hmm. all constantly looking for something else to think. We, we can't handle being alone with our thoughts and alone in prayer with the Lord. And we're just, we're, we're looking for other things. And in some ways, you know, looking through the catalogs, looking through Amazon, we're looking for things to be discontent about, you know, almost. Um, and how that can just be like a little subset of that. And then you mentioned expectations and how, how much of just, we think secularly, how much of disappointment, discouragement is just uh, expectations uh, being uh, not met. And when you realize a sovereign God, we, live in a, we, we serve a sovereign God who's in control of everything, has a purpose behind everything, and that we live in a fallen world. And I just finished reading Ecclesiastes recently, my devotions. Kyle's going to be preaching on it next. What a great uh, uh, word that says, listen, you're not meant to find ultimate satisfaction in this life. So don't be shocked if you don't find ultimate satisfaction in even God's good gifts uh, here and now. But as far as how do I uh, cultivate contentment, I just find that it's, I've got to preach the truth to myself. I think it's Martin Lloyd-Jones who's like Kyle's dead mentor, Spurgeon Minds, Martin Lloyd-Jones. I think he's the one who talked about preaching the gospel to yourself. Because it's, we go through life, we don't even think about it. We're listening to ourselves. We're listening to our thoughts, listening to our, our emotions and our motives. And so when, as Christians, we need, once we know the truth, like the truth that Kyle has given to us today from God's word about being content, then we need to apply that and we need to preach that uh, truth to ourselves on a regular basis. So when I'm in traffic and I'm dealing with bad drivers and inconsiderate drivers, and, and I, I can just be like, you know what? God is sovereign over that poor driving and that inconsiderate driver. And you know what? The, the two minutes longer it's going to take me to get to my destination, I can trust that God is even sovereign over that inconvenience. Because that's many of the times where I'm really tempted to get bent out of shape. Sometimes the bigger things, it's easier for me to preach the gospel to myself because I have to. Well, how is Christ enough? That was one of uh, Kyle's big takeaways, is that we can have contentment because of Christ, because Christ is enough. What are some ways that Christ is enough? Mike? How, would, how did we even begin to truly mm -hmm. identify how he's enough? Um, you know, there's, there's something in this that plays in the back of my mind about that is Christ enough during suffering, Mike? Because suffering is a part of the Christian experience. And um, it can be physical, it can be uh, being persecuted. And 
Um, you know, I, I was thinking about Paul, just the, the good, the way he explained it, he can't even go to the bathroom without two, apparently two guys chained to him. And yet he understood ultimately that Christ is enough that there is gain in death mm-hmm. or he's going to live as Christ if he continues to live. He was facing a, a death penalty at some point in time. He, didn't, he may not have known that, but he knew the possibility oh, of yeah. that. He had churches with issues, serious issues. He had, uh, you know, he, he just, he, we go through this. And so I want to be like Paul. I want to be the guy that finds that Christ is enough. That when I look at what the gospel means, I want more. Mm. There is no electronic device in the world that can replace what he's done for Mike Workman. There is no uh, new car that can replace. There is no cancer in my lungs where I can't breathe that is worse than the sin that he took Mm. on that cross of mine. So just like you said, I've got to preach that. Mm -hmm. And I, I hope, I really pray that I'm learning it in the little things before the big things happen, mm-hmm. good or bad, in my life. So that, the, you know, I've said it before, it truly is the last thing on my lips is I want to be gained, mm. to understand that that's the future for me. That'll preach, brother. That'll preach. Uh, how is Christ enough, Daniel? Yeah. Uh, what do you, you, I think you said it all. <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can end with that. I'd be, Amen, really happy. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be content. So, no, no, well, I guess pun intended at this point. Yeah. Um, no, I, I think just thinking... What, what uh, Kyle mentioned in that verse, verse 13, um, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, he mentioned that this is, this is in light of persecution and suffering. Um, and when I think of, okay, how, how is Christ enough? Well, it's not just that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like, I, I can do nothing without him strengthening me. Like, he is strength. Uh, when, when, I, when you think of anything that has strength to it, whether it's good or evil, that whatever strength exists is only that which Christ has first and foremost supplied and spoken into existence. So uh, the, the gospel is the power of God. Uh, one of my uh, mentors, he's like, the son doesn't have um, that kind of like, attribution from God. And in the gospel that Christ has secured for us uh, has power, re- real power, um, not, not temporary military might, not, not temporary like business savvy. It, it, it's real lasting power. And so um, n- nobody else can give that to me. Like the, the church can't even <laughs> give that to me. It's an encouragement for me to look to Christ who can give that to me. Uh, I, I can't give that to anyone. I can't be that for my family. Only Christ can can actually be that. So, yeah. so how is he enough? Like it's, it, he he is what strength is. Yes. And um and and unless we look at him in in that way, then I, we just we don't know who he is. Yes. So. No, that's great. I I'm reminded of all those many passages that talk about the riches 
that we have in Christ. And that because of Christ, we will, those of us who are believers, inherit all things because of Christ. So we have that to look forward to. And then those of us who are believers, our, soul, our sins have been forgiven. Our souls have been saved. Like, what could top that? Everything else is just icing on the cake. When our eternal destiny has been changed through the love of Christ, through simply our repentance of sin and faith in Jesus Christ, what more could God, uh, could, could God do? And then uh, to, to just know, like Paul says, God will meet our, 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 our needs uh, in this life. He's promised to. And if he allows suffering into this life, we know that he has a greater purpose. Uh, and I'm going to mangle that passage, but you know, the, I think it's Paul who says something about you know, what he's given to us in Christ. Will he not also freely give us all things? He's given us what we most need in Christ. Of course he's going to meet all those other needs so we can be content. Well, Faith Family, I hope that's a blessing to you. Uh, We love you, and uh, we're praying for you. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.